Welcome to the Writing Renegade Podcast. We're here to help you learn how to be an indie author with advice from the best of the renegades. We cover topics like building your own author platform, getting your novel published, creating a renegade marketing plan, and beyond. Use what works for you and ignore what doesn't. That's the Renegade way. And now your host, Carl S. Bloomer. Okay, in this lesson we're going to talk about the hero's journey. If you're not familiar with the hero's journey, it's something that might help you structure your story. You can use it or not. There's a million different ways to structure a story, and the hero's journey is only one of them, but it's a very rich way to do it, and it has applications through all types of stories, not just Hobbit-type stories, but love stories, science fiction, crime, you name it. It's a theory of storytelling that was discovered and developed by Joseph Campbell, with his book, A Hero of a Thousand Faces. And what it is, basically, is a story arc of how the hero, which is the protagonist of the story, follows the story journey. Now, it starts off in something that's called the ordinary world, which is the world you and I live in. Uh, sorry to say, even though it might seem very special to you. In this context, it's called the ordinary world, where things are Day after day, each day you wake up, things are as they were the day before. The people you're with, the things that you do, you go to your job, you're with the same people and you do the same things. There's nothing wrong with that, but it has expected events and timelines and so on. Now, in the hero's journey, there is a moment that is called the inciting incident. This is a moment that changes everything. It's no longer the normal world anymore from this point on. And the inciting incident is something that is so incredible. Let's look at, like, for example, Taken. I know a lot of people don't like that movie. I happen to like it. I don't know about Taken 2, Taken 3, or if there's now a Taken 4 or a Taken 5 by the time you listen to this or watch this. But the inciting incident there is Liam Neeson's daughter is kidnapped. Now, what defines that as an inciting incident in the terms of the hero's journey is there is no ignoring that type of thing. It wasn't like a book of his was stolen or even his car. There is no, you can't go, well, my daughter was kidnapped. So anyway, where was I? Your daughter's kidnapping changes everything as it does for Liam Neeson's character. He now enters the, the journey. He must get his daughter back or die trying. The inciting incidences in the hero's journey do not give you the option of saying no. You might want to say no. You might want not want to take the journey because of the level of danger involved, but you cannot say no. You must go on the journey. So thus begins the call to adventure, as it is called, where the hero sets out to see what he can see. He's got a goal. In the case of Taken, that would be to William Neeson's character to save his daughter. But in any hero's journey, there is a strong goal. Typically, it's to save someone, to save a town or a artifact or something that will save a group of people, a particular person, or even the hero himself. So the journey begins with the inciting incident and the call to adventure. At the beginning of the call to adventure, to use Star Wars uh, terminology, Luke Skywalker's aunt and uncle have been killed. He has no place to live and no family. 
So he leaves his home. That's the inciting incident, and that has given him no choice. But along the call to adventure, he meets his mentor. And in this case, the mentor is older, uh, gray beard, white hair, very typical in the sorcerer type of adventure. But that doesn't have to be the case. A mentor doesn't have to look anything like that. But a mentor is somebody who acts as a guide, knows more than the hero, may or may not fight some of the fights for the hero, but is, is absolutely a guide to help the hero along his adventure. Now, once the exciting, the exciting, once the inciting incident, which is also exciting, happens and the hero begins on his journey, he crosses a threshold. It is almost, in some stories, literally a threshold, a door, opening a door and going through it. Most stories, it is not literally a threshold, although it can be represented metaphorically as a threshold, going under a bridge or through a mountain and so on, through a tunnel. And what this is is now called the extraordinary world or the magical world. Here, anything can happen mostly and oftentimes based on how much bravery the hero shows is how much help he'll get from this magical world. And if he gives up or starts to give up or shows a weak heart, he will, he will find that he's not getting much, if any, help. So the actions the hero takes in this magical world absolutely affect the outcome. Along the way, he is beaten back, he or she. And keep in mind, this is... Describing these sections or phases of the hero's journey literally here, but like I said, they apply to any story, for example, love story or even erotica. I know a lot of people write that these days, so that the magical world is in shades of gray. You know, she goes from her ordinary life into entering this realm that she's never experienced before. The setbacks, of course, can be literal battles with dragons or battles with evil witches and knights or whatever. Well, they could just be, in, as in a love story, you're, you see the person that you're in love with out with somebody else, and it causes you to run home and, or your main character with a broken heart. Things like that, there don't have to be literal battles, but they are setbacks, and they can be in the hero's journey, the idea of the setback is they get worse and worse. Little setbacks become big setbacks. They seem to be insurmountable. For example, in a romance, the, your heroine might find out that the man of her dreams, she, maybe she receives a wedding invitation because now he's getting married. Now this has taken it to the point where there is no apparent way that she's going to win his heart. So all these setbacks leave lead up to this moment of what is called the dark hour of the soul, for example, one of the many terms given for it. It's, an, it's a moment where the hero is filled with doubt and there seems to be no, there is just no way that it's salvageable. The quest looks to be ruined, unattainable goal, very possibly the, the end of everything. It's, in your story, make it, you should be thinking about making it as, as dark as possible, even for a comedy. Um, you could look at any great comedy stories, such as by P.G. Woodhouse and so on. There is always the dark hour of the soul for the character, even if the following morning it's ridiculous nonsense. The girl that the, that the main character is in love with, for example, 
he's now in jail and she's flying to America and he's in jail in England. And it doesn't look like anything's going to happen. And then the following morning, the flight is canceled and she's writing his uh, check for his bail. But there has to be a moment that all, all is lost. There is no hope. The final battle is when the protagonist meets the antagonist. And the antagonist needs to be not necessarily evil. It, you know, it doesn't have to be the most evil person or creature on the planet. But they have to be as good as or better yet better than the hero in every way. Now, it could be a negative copy, but let's say the hero has magic powers. The evil antagonist has bigger and badder magic powers. So it looks as if in the battle, it becomes now a battle of wits. I'm sure you've seen this thousands of times in movies and stories, that the powers, Harry Potter versus Voldemort, are virtually equal. But something happens. Something occurs to the hero that for the reader or the viewer, there seems to be that the hero is going to die. There seems to be no way that the hero could possibly win this battle against a greater adversary. But of course, it would be a terrible story if the hero didn't, if Harry Potter died, if Luke Skywalker died. This would be a, a terrible story. So, of course, they do win, but your readers need to feel deep inside that they won't win. That's what's called an exciting story. And of course, at the end of the story, the climax is the fight and the denouement, the untangling is the hero's return home with the person who's going to save or if the person who's going to save is not the, his love interest or her love interest, they meet up shortly thereafter and return home triumphantly, either explicitly or we know that that's where they're headed you know, the big Ewok party, that kind of thing. I hope that explained it to those of you who haven't heard of The Hero's Journey before. It's, it's pretty simple. It's a rising arc of tension and ending with a battle of some sort that the hero looks as if he won't be able to win and then a joyous wrap-up, much a very quick, let's get this over with and then we're done, roll credits or roll or flip to the blank final page of the book. Okay, that's it for this week's post. Hope you enjoyed it. Leave some comments. Tell other people about the podcast. Let's get the word out there. We're going to have some great guests in 2016, so stay tuned for that. And again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the No BS Writing Advice Podcast. Visit thewritingrenegade.com for more free writing tools. Carl teaches at udemy.com. Head over and take his courses today. You can listen to more episodes on iTunes and thewritingrenegade.com.